0: For many Australians, this upcoming referendum will be their first. We've had 44 in our history. The most recent was more than two decades ago. I'd like to introduce you now to a man who believes that to some extent we've collectively forgotten how to engage with a referendum. Maybe our default is to think of it like an election and maybe vote like it's one too. Is it being treated as an argument to be won rather than a conversation to be had with each other? Dr. Joe McIntyre is a legal theorist who specialises in judicial studies and public law. He wrote an article in The Conversation last week which struck me as particularly constructive. It was headlined, Seven Rules to a Respectful Referendum. And I'm happy to welcome him now. Hello there.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Good. How did you start writing this piece? What prompted it?
1: Look, one of the things I study is the public's understanding of law and the way in which how we engage with our legal institutions is affected by our understanding of law. And I think what we've seen here is that a referendum depends upon a whole infrastructure of ideas. And for a lot of people, we are deeply unfamiliar with those basic ideas, that legal literacy, to have a conversation about what a referendum is, what a constitution is. So... This is really an attempt to uh, help the, the Australian public with those big ideas.
0: Were we ever practised though, shall I put put it that way, at referendums?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we we used to do this all of the time. So the first 80 odd years of the nation, we had 43 referendums in the 45 years since we've done it once. So we, we used to do this all of the time and we've really just fall, very badly fallen out of practice. So we've lost the culture of what it means to go and have a discussion about our constitution and our nation itself.
0: Um, you do remind us that five referenda received majority support, uh, but nine received more than 49%. And I wasn't quite clear what point you were making about distinguishing
1: there. What what I'm saying is that we we have a myth that our constitution is impossible to change, and that's simply not the case. We've changed it eight times, but we've come very very close to changing it uh, another number of times. So we should we do engage in this process really seriously in the past, um, but we, we should be uh, we should be learning from the past as well that. For example, as soon as you have an opposed referendum, we don't tend to change it. Zero a, con- of 33 a contested opposed referendum, 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 you mean? A contested one, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Zero, zero of 33 have ever passed, whereas eight of 11 bipartisan referendum pass. So th- that suggests that there's something we're not doing right when we have a contested well, it referendum. Well, it
0: may not be that, might it? It might be that we decide we're not sure and don't do it. Look.
1: Look, that's certainly the case, but um, it does appear that when we are contested, we are not having a discussion about the issues, and we're seeing that at the moment. We're not having a talk about the big ideas. We're focusing on on obscure issues and irrelevancies. We have highly emotional, highly um, divisive debates, and we're not talking about the core idea of what the purpose is, what type of nation we want to be, um, and that's what a referendum should be about.
0: Yeah, it, I, I mean, I, I was thinking you know, maybe we wish we could get more emotion out of it. But then I looked back at past referendums and realised that if you if you're talking about the constitution, you are almost bringing emotion into it. You know, if you look at the yeah. the Australia Card referendum, I can remember that. You look at I wasn't I wasn't alive for the extraordinary communism referendum, for instance, in 1951, which absolutely rent the place down the middle. Um, the republic referendum I remember very well. So, I mean, emotion is always there, isn't it? We shouldn't be terrified of
1: it. No, 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 no. Emotion is an important part of this. And we are talking about big ideas of what sort of country we want to be. Um, These should be big debates and big ideas. But I think what we have to be careful is that at the moment we're seeing a huge amount of misinformation, people not understanding things, and active disinformation, people trying to uh, deceive. Um, and we saw that with the pamphlets. There is no requirement that they be truthful. Active lies are entirely permissible. And, and that's one way of engaging in a, de- a debate about the nation's future, but it's not the only way.
0: No, but, and I want to get onto your rules, but of course there's lies and there's conviction, and they can be blurry, can't yes. they? <laughs> one oh, person's no, lies, a- another absolutely. person's strongly held conviction. A-
1: a- absolutely, a- and I think that's where we have to be careful about how we think of this thing. Like an election, that's what we're used to. We know what an election looks like. An election, you've got two sides going at it head to head, and we leave it to the parties to really define the issues, and that's fine. But a referendum something different. In a referendum, we've got three pieces. We've got the proposal, the concrete proposal, and we can talk about that in an objective Disinterested way and give lots of information, and then we can and we can talk about it. its history, how we got here, what is it supposed to do. That's that's objective issues we can talk about, and then we can talk about why you want to support that reform or why you might not might not. Okay. And that's the space for the campaigns. And, yeah. and I think it's important to hold that structure in our mind.
0: Now, I'm going to try. We probably won't get through them all. But rule one, remember, <laughs> there's no right answer. You are not racist because you vote no. You are not a woke idealist because you vote yes. Now, why did you <laughs> Why did you nominate that as your first?
1: Uh, look, I, I think it's really important to start with that proposition. We are... The idea of the voice is about giving dignity to another by engaging and listening to them. We need to do the same thing in our conversation about this election, um, this referendum. We need to say, I, I don't know what the right outcome, everything is risk, everything is uh, unknown. So we need to respect the other. And I think that needs to be our starting proposition.
0: Okay, rule two, don't approach a referendum as if it's an election. Well, I think you've actually covered that already. Yep. Rule three: remember the Constitution belongs to all of us, and we can change it. Now, um, just just flesh that out a little more, please?
1: Sure. look, we we think of something like the American Constitution where it's an almost a, a, almost a sacred religious document. That's not our constitution. Our constitution is a dull, boring. A legal document that is very dry. If you're wanting to fall asleep, I encourage people to have <laughs> a read. Um, but it is it is ours, and there's nothing sacred. We should be changing it and making it reflect our changing circumstances.
0: Don't rule four. Don't believe or repeat everything you hear. I suppose that's fleshing out your idea about some things not being worth
1: repeating. Uh, look, look. There, there was deliberate. Um, structures put in place so that actively um, misleading and disinformation can be spread to the public. We have to be really careful to find accurate impartial information in this space. Uh, Rule
0: five, it's okay to find this hard and confusing. Rule six, though, don't be afraid of expertise. And I'm going to come to the rule seven, which is quite clever of you. If you don't know, (laughs) learn. Now, why did you, how can people learn? (laughs)
1: look there are some really good resources out there um so a lot of legal experts have put together lots of different resources people learn in different way if you want podcasts there are great podcasts out there uh, by people like kim rubinstein um cheryl sanders and Toomey. have done some fabulous uh youtube explainers and videos we've got websites out there um where we've, you know, I've been involved in the legal literacy project. These are great ways to people, legal experts, trying to explain things to the public in an accessible way. And I think it's holding that space. We can provide impartial information about those big core ideas. And then people should be empowered to go and form their own view about their whole, their, how they want to vote.
0: You have a lovely final line. Ultimately, the voice proposal is about the dignity offered by listening to diverse opinions. Our challenge is to bring the same approach to our discussions about the referendum itself. These rules should help. Uh, What do you... In the minute we have to go, Ireland is a country you offer as a model that we could think about in terms of being more comfortable with the notion of constitutional change, if that's what we choose to do.
1: Yep. Look, Ireland's developed a culture of referenda. They've had something like 20 in the last 20 years and one of their key features is to have an elect, uh, sorry, a referendum commission that provides this active impartial information to help people make sure they're talking about the relevant facts and the relevant proposal and then creating space for people to provide those different opinions. And I think we can learn about that. We need a culture that looks to maintain our constitution and we need to empower our citizens so that they can have a meaningful discussion about that.
0: Look, thank you very much indeed. Um, I really do commend that Pleasure. article. Um, Dr. Joe McIntyre. And if you go to The Conversation online, you can find his article, Seven Rules for a Respectful Referendum to a Respectful Referendum. And I, I think it's quite a contribution.